Have I been talking about Rodgers that much? Is this something that I've been doing to the point? In Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it! And the Big Ten Championship is in Champaign! <laughs> they rush the floor! And now, broadcasting live and local. From the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. We're going to sneak the Cardinal thing in here. It's just laugh. Season's over. Uh, Fry. Carson Wentz down with a sickness as he's dealing with an illness. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. What's up out there? Welcome in to the starting lineup. Welcome to a Friday edition of the starting lineup. It's a Friday football edition of the starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry here with you. And of course, we will set the table for tonight's matchup week eight of the high school football season. And we'll be taking a look at all the matchups from around the area. And we'll even get to all the games that we are covering uh, tonight. And that is over on WCRA, the Cumberland Pirates. They are up against the Nokomis Redskins. And FEM is hosting Mount Zion here tonight. And that game's over on Jack FM. I almost forgot. Uh, who Cumberland was playing, but I remembered it last last second, bub. Uh, We'll uh, take a look at uh, those uh, matchups, and we'll also get to uh, some uh, local sports that uh, don't involve uh, football. We'll take a look at uh, the uh, schedule for uh, today, weather permitting, and we'll also uh, take a look at the weekend's action, weather permitting as well. And, of course, we'll look at some uh, college football as well. It's a a football Friday, so we got to get to uh, the uh, Illini as we transition into uh, the uh, Sports Spectacular presented by uh, the Illini guys, IlliniGuys.com. So we'll talk some uh, college football later. We'll hit up on uh, some NFL. We'll hit up on what happened uh, last night in uh, the uh, National Football League. We'll take a look at MLB postseason, of course. And we'll take a quick look at uh, NHL 2 from last night. And we got to get to our pick'em games. So we got to get to a football pick'em. And we got to get to NASCAR pick'em as well. Plus, Travis, like you said, today's a football Friday. Mm-hmm. High school football season. Yep. Means we are week eight. Yep. We are also eight days away from the starting lineup playoff spectacular. Playoff sports pick spectacular. Next Saturday, 6 to 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. Right here on 99 The Game. Yep. We'll be here we'll for all the, the coverage. We'll get predictions. I don't know what else we'll do, but we'll at least do that much. I know for a fact. Well, yeah, exactly, and uh, that's something that we look forward to uh, every single yes. year is the uh, brackets being revealed and being right here 
for that. So we'll definitely uh, be getting you ready for the playoffs. And we are going to be right after the Illini next Saturday. So Illini have a 1.30 start. So they'll be off the air about 6.30 or so. Then we'll come right in. After I know. Them. Yeah, they have the one thirty kickoff yeah. or a 2.30 kickoff. Yep. yep. I was really hoping for a noon start there. But I know. We all nope. work. Nope. Nope. That's homecoming for Wisconsin. It is. We'll oh, see. and it's Bielma's homecoming to Wisconsin. Well, I mean, we've played each other before. But so. has he gone to Wisconsin since he's been in Illinois? Yeah. yeah. We blew him out last year. Oh, that was at Illinois. No, that was in Madison. This one's in Champaign. Oh, okay. That's why I was hoping for a new kickoff. Gotcha. But... Not to be. Not to be. Not to be. So uh, we'll get to uh, college football here in a a few. And uh, we got a lot to get to here today and a lot to cover. So uh, let's get it started. And let's get it started with what we always do. It's a little thing we call First Things First. Before we get into the show. Things trend that we have been the last couple of days, and let's continue. And we won't get a lot of a baseball in, so let's just go ahead and start the show with that. As the CSs are now a set, we said yesterday that Atlanta was cooked, and sure enough, mm-hmm. last night they fell. And the Phillies, red October, there with the Rockin' Citizens Bank Park, Phillies got it done three to one, and. Um, Atlanta got on the board first, but then uh, Philly came back there in the uh, fourth inning, and a guy that's just hotter than the surface of the sun, Nick Castellanos, as he has a a home run there in the fourth inning to tie it up after Austin Riley went deep in that uh, top of the fourth inning, and then he would homer again in the sixth inning uh, there to put him on top three to one, and the bullpen would hold it down. Interesting strategy, Cotton, bringing in uh, Craig Kimbrell in the situation uh, that they did there in the uh, seventh inning. And, um, hey, got it done. Worked out. out. Soto and Strom both came in and shut this Braves team down. And uh, they ended up winning. And the NLCS is set. Philadelphia is going back there to take on the D-backs. Yeah, let's talk about this Phillies team. Travis, at home in the postseason, now won nine straight home postseason games against NL opponents. So, I believe they are hosting Travis, the CS, because they were the higher seed than the, the Diamondbacks. I, yeah, I would, I would guess so, yeah. So, if that's the case, then the Diamondbacks are in trouble because nine straight post home postseason wins, uh, that's the most by a league uh, against their own league. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, it's tied with the 0405 Cardinals. By the way. It's definitely it's definitely an advantage that they have there. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Uh, Phillies hit nine home runs in their last two games, tied for the most in a two-game span in MLB postseason history with the Cubs in 2015. 14 of the 20 home runs scored in the series came or runs scored came via the home run. That's the highest rate in a playoff series in Phillies history. You mentioned Nick Castellanos, two home runs in each of the last two games. Becoming the first player in MLB history to hit multiple home runs in back-to-back postseason games. He had one home run in his first 26 career postseason games. Yep. Becomes the fifth player in MLB history to have two multi-home run games in a single postseason. Travis, do you know who the last three to, or last two to do it were? Who are the last two? 09 Chase Utley, 
mm-hmm. 09, Jason Worth, both of them played for the Phillies. Phillies won the World Series that year. Uh-oh. So I'm just saying the numbers line up for the Phillies. They also, as we talked about, line up for the Diamondbacks. Something's got to give here. Mm-hmm. What's going to win out? Yep. The <laughs> Braves become the first team in MLB history to win 100 games in back-to-back seasons and be eliminated by the same opponent in both postseasons. They've mm-hmm. now lost 10 of their yep. last 11 games when facing elimination. Right. As the Phillies just have the Braves number for some reason, and the uh, Braves offense just went completely cold here in uh, through the three games that they lost. They uh, they needed a miraculous comeback yep. to beat them in that game. And then, man, it's just been on from there as the Phillies, like we said yesterday, took it personal mm-hmm. with uh, all these comments. That wasn't even that bad. Like, I don't – I know that some of the greats – turn just a little bit of slight a little slight disrespect into fuel for their fire and that's what the Phillies have done I mean attaboy Harper wasn't even a bad controversial comment and one guy celebrating I don't know who it was he had goggles on so I couldn't tell who it was they had a t-shirt in the uh, clubhouse celebrating last night and uh, Albies then said after the game that our uh Whoever said that comment it wasn't Albies. It was um, Arcia. He said that that wasn't supposed to come out. His comment on Bryce Harper there. I mean, I don't know. Uh, maybe this is just my Philly bias, but uh, this is just kind of uh, pettiness at the highest level, I think. And I hope uh, that the Diamondbacks get it done. I hope they win. Again, your job as a player is not to give the other team billboard material, bulletin board material. Yeah. Whether it was meant to come out or not, it's still the material. And it wasn't even that bad, though. It wasn't. I agree. But the other team is looking for something. Mm-hmm. Philly, as we know, Travis, as a sports city, already has a chip on their shoulder. Just mm-hmm. constantly there is a chip there. Oh, yeah. Then you say there's no way they're going to beat the Braves, even though they eliminated them last year. Mm-hmm. But there's no way they're going to beat the Braves this year because they had 100 wins. That makes that chip even bigger. Yeah. It's just a bigger, 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 bigger chip. And Travis, let's talk about the Braves. Right. The top five teams in MLB. Yep. Go one and thirteen during the playoffs. Yeah, not it's, good. It's the first time ever that none of the top five teams in baseball reached the LCS. Mm-hmm. Ever. Yep. I know. That is that's nuts. That's insane. Yeah. I don't know what it was about this year. Just the, the top teams just couldn't get it done. Now, the Diamondbacks and Phillies are going to meet in the uh, CS. Mm-hmm. They had a combined win percentage, Travis, of 537 during the regular season. That is the lowest combined win percentage by two teams facing off in an LCS in MLB history. Mm-hmm. How about that? And the Phillies are looking to make consecutive World Series for the second time in franchise history. So they won in 08 against the Rays and lost in 09 against the Yankees. And Travis, with the Phillies and the Astros, both in the LCS, there have been nine instances of World Series rematches in MLB postseason history. The last time it happened, 1977, when the Yankees and Dodgers met. Hmm. So it's been a long time since we had a rematch, but we are now closer to a yep. possible rematch between the Astros and the Phillies. Yep, so uh, both uh, CSs are uh, set, and uh, Game 1 for the Rangers and Astros will be on a Sunday. And then on a Monday will be a game one to begin the uh, Diamondbacks and Phillies series in Philadelphia uh, there. I'm uh, not sure he's going to pitch for the uh, Diamondbacks, but I'm uh, sure that Zach Wheeler 
will probably be a contender to uh, start game one for Philadelphia there. And we will have both those games on Monday right here on 99 The Game. Yep, because uh, game two for Texas and Houston will be on that same day as well. Yep. And so that one's uh, scheduled uh, first pitch 337 here. And then the Diamondbacks Phillies to follow after uh, that. And about the only good thing about last night's win for Philadelphia is they were uh, celebrating in those uh, powder blue uniforms, that color that I like so much. Mm -hmm. So uh, there we go. This uh, NLDS, uh, ALDS are done and dusted in the books. And all the good teams, the best teams in baseball this season are sitting at home going to watch these four teams try to get in the World Series. Here's my question for you now, Travis. Mm -hmm. Is this a cakewalk for the Astros? I mean, they're the best team left standing as far as records go. Yeah. I mean, you would think so, but the way that this postseason is gone, right. anything would, can happen. Anything can happen. I wouldn't put it past anybody to get there. I, if you told me at the start of the season, Travis, that the final four teams left going were going to be the Rangers, the Astros, the Phillies, and the Diamondbacks, I would have said, what are you on, and get off of it. Right, exactly. Because I mean, maybe you would have guessed Houston or Philly, maybe, possibly. Remember at the start of the season, all the hype was about the Braves and the Mets in mm -hmm. the East. I don't think I yep. even had Philly making the playoffs, if I remember correctly. So, yeah. Are they going to be close to a wild card again? Right, right. They'd be because a wild card contender, and that was about Bryce it. Harper's injury. Yep, because he missed the first half of the year, and then it was like, oh, well, when he comes back, he's just going to DH. and. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, what do you do with Schwarber if, if yep. Harper's your DH? And yeah, they kind of transitioned him to uh, first base. Yeah, and it's there. worked out pretty well. Pretty well. Scary moment, though, last night, though. Uh, I forgot who was running down the line. I think it was Matt Wilson who was running down the line, and uh, they he caught Harper on the arm, the elbow that was injured. And he was shaken up a little bit, but he didn't come out of the game. Obviously, and then uh, Philadelphia, it was on uh, from there, and uh, the party all night. I'm sure people are feeling very good today, and I'm sure maybe some people called in sick today there in Philadelphia. But Probably. two guys that don't call in sick, that didn't call in sick today, and that's your boys right here. And we got more stuff to uh, hit up on. We got high school football to talk about as we got a week number eight on this schedule. And that's what we're talking about coming up next here on the starting lineup. We'll preview the week eight matchups. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Hey, son, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm fine, Pops. What's on your mind? I just, I can't explain it. Without a compass, eyes waiting, started to wonder. Metamorphosis, loss of who you thought you is. When your kid can't find the language, help them find the lyrics. Listen to the Sound It Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at SoundItOutTogether.org. Brought to you by Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Justin Naders. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk to your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Totopolis State Bank. And Totopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well... 
trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. And now, Eric Fry Sports Center update. Chicago Alderman George Cardenas, whatever, believes the city should take drastic measures to keep the Bears in the Windy City. The starting lineup. What was that Chicago Bears guy name? They were like, ah, who cares? George Card Cardenas. Cardenas. I don't know who that is. I was gonna say uh, I, the only George I know from Chicago, George Hallis. Yes, the it's only, only George that matters. Only one that matters. On ninety-eight nine, the game. Party people, the place to be. Now put your hands in the air with me. Now come on, now come on. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 of the game. It is a party here today because it is a uh, football Friday. Week number eight in high school football. So uh, let's take a look at uh, the uh, matchups that we have here tonight. And we do have a couple for tomorrow as well on uh, Saturday. And we'll first start off here at the top of the list in the Apollo Conference. As the game that you can hear over on Jack FM. Dominic and I will be there this evening at Klosterman Field at Washington Savings Bank Stadium. And it's senior night there for the Hearts as Mount Zion comes to town 6-1 on the year. They're 3-1 in the Apollo and FEM with a much-needed game. You heard talking to Coach Heff yesterday on the uh, program he like doesn't like the words must win so you have to have this game and you have to have next week's game too but you got to win this one tonight and hearts are also two and two in the apollo after getting shut out last week against muhammad seymour so uh, these two have had some good battles over the years and last year was a thriller in overtime and talked about that a little bit with coach heff as well um don't know quite the weather will dictate a high-scoring affair this time around. But, um, you know, it's always fun when these two get together, and this is one that the hearts need. Travis, I know Coach does not like to use that word, but I will. This is a must-win for the hearts. Sure. If you if you want to play Week 10, you have to win this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no because doubt. Because we've, we've talked about, you know, playoff positioning and everything like that. I think, and we I mentioned it, I think there's going to be five and four teams that do not make the playoffs, which means if you are sitting at four and five, we've seen in years past if the bubble is soft enough that a four and five team could sneak in. And we've talked about how many playoff points Effingham has. They have the mm-hmm. most of any five, four and five team in 4A. I don't think the bubble will allow them to get in at four and five. 
I right. just don't think it's possible. Right. Yeah, and uh, one of the reasons why you think that it could be that week nine game against Centralia, they're only two and five this yes. season. One win was a forfeit against uh, Granite City for uh, didn't have enough players to uh, uh, field the team for Granite City, and then uh, they did beat four and three Marion, but those are the only two wins that the Orphans have, and they have Mount Vernon uh, this week, but they're only two and five, so they're only going to try to play spoiler. Uh, with both uh, Mount Vernon being four and three and FEM now at three and four, so uh, that's their only goal here. And um, yeah, you, you you need this one tonight. And again, you know, I know it's too early. You're not supposed to, but I'm going to Travis. I'm going to do this. Which one hurt more? Was it Charleston or Mount Carmel? Which one of those two games could the Hearts have gotten to not be in this position? Um, Both of them were one possession ball games. Right. I'm the Mount Carmel one because you were a bigger school. Now, I know Mount Carmel's not a normal 3A school. We've, we've right. established that. Yeah, but he played. But the fact you were there mm-hmm. and in it. He played good enough. Yeah, yeah. He played good enough to win. I think that, that but I think the, the Charleston one, I think, stings the worst because you kind of feel like you could have had that one if you had a couple, didn't have a couple of those turnovers maybe cashed in on some missed opportunities that they had. But, again, I let the Charleston one go a little bit, Travis, because it was on the road. If it was Effingham and Charleston at home and that's how Effingham lost, then I'd say, yep, I agree with you 100%. But the fact it was in Charleston and you know how geared up they were for that game. The Charleston team, the Charleston fans, they wanted that one. Mm -hmm. Yep. I think you let that one pass, and I think the Mount Carmel game hurts more because it was at home. Mm-hmm. And you were yeah, there, was right there against now a top 10 team in 3A. Mm-hmm. And you were there. You showed that you could compete with, I know, 3A. I get it. But a top 10 team in the state in 3A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. You, you just look back and go, ah. And Breeze, modern day, hasn't been as good as we maybe thought they were. They're sitting at 5-2. and two. It, it just makes you go, ah, oh, just a couple we just needed needed one more. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, one more play. One more, and they could have could have won that. So, yep. uh, but we'll see how the weather affects the game tonight in uh, FEM, and we'll see how the weather affects all the matchups uh, today if it happens to be raining uh, this evening or anything like that. Do you pull everything out of the playbook? Do you go? Do you go all out to try and get this win oh, at yeah. FEM? I think so. You go onside kicks. You go two-point conversions. You go flea flicker. You go halfback pass. Anything. Anything you got in the playbook, you you throw it out now. Anything to get it done. Because, Absolutely. Because we talked about, you're gonna. I I I feel very strongly you're gonna win week nine. Yeah. I feel pretty you good about that too. You gotta get this game. Mm-hmm. And with the way your offense looked last week against Muhammad, you're not coming on steadily uphill. You're coming mm-hmm. in at the bottom. Yeah, and trying to climb it. Yep, yep. All the way up. So uh, that's what they'll uh, do. Uh, try to do uh, tonight against the uh, Braves and uh, pregame show at six thirty, kickoff around uh, seven o'clock for senior night there, and a much needed one for the Hearts. Uh, also elsewhere in the Apollo, you got five and two. Uh, Charleston trying to solidify uh, their spot in the postseason, and a uh, Taylorville trying to become a playoff eligible as uh, they're only at a four and a three. Charleston trying to bounce back after the loss against Mount Zion uh, last week, and then uh, Taylorville won by uh, seven over the uh, Green Wave, twenty-eight twenty-one. 
And uh, speaking of uh, Muhammad and Mattoon, that's the two teams that are playing tonight. And what's on the line for Muhammad Seymour? Well, they're 6-1, and one, got a six-game winning streak. But with the win, I mean, they've already clinched yes. uh, share. Some people have already on IHSA already has them as the conference representative. But I say that uh, tonight, if they win against Mattoon, they clinch their third straight Apollo Conference Championship. And Mattoon trying to search for their first win in the Apollo as it's been a uh, win in week two for the Green Wave, but uh, losses ever since. So uh, five in a row they've dropped here. You're only saying that because Muhammad, Travis. If Muhammad was to lose this game, and even if Mount Zion was to beat Effingham, Muhammad would be the conference champ. There would be no share. They'd beat Mount Zion head-to-head. Well, yes, I just say would recognize it as a share, but the starting lineup would recognize Muhammad because yeah. of the head-to-head win. Yes. Sure. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. I would agree. I, th- I thought you were agreeing with IHSA. No, that it should be shared I mean, I just don't think that the, the I just didn't think that they should been uh, put the conference representative already on oh, IHSA. But they can't lose it. No oh, well, what, yeah. Going to be a conference representative. Sure. So I get that no they can't what. lose it. Yeah. So uh, I, I I think that's the reason. I mean, I'd be more upset if moving to our next conference there was already uh, one of those uh, conference representatives there of the two teams at the top. Sure, and uh, that's going to be decided possibly uh, next week. But before we get Mm -hmm. to uh, that, we got to get through uh, week eight, and and that's where we're going with the Lincoln Prairie. As over on a WCRA, it's the uh, Cumberland Pirates. Uh, They already became playoff eligible with a win against Tri-County last Saturday. And uh, Nokomis, uh, they're still trying to keep their slim playoff hopes alive as they're three and four on the year and they've been kind of inconsistent they've lost back-to-back games against the two other top teams there in Arthur and Sullivan and now they have to run into uh, Cumberland here and Eric will have the coverage for you over on a WCRA tonight unknown is the word of the night with this game Travis because you don't know anything about Nokomis you've Mm -hmm. never played them before they're coming off of like you said back-to-back losses on the road against the two best teams in Lincoln Prairie. But last week, they gave Sullivan all Sullivan could They did, yeah. They actually led. They did. They they For gave a while. Sullivan everything they had. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to go to the unknown if you're Cumberland, not knowing what to expect. At a field the coach told me this week, he's seen one time. That's all he's ever seen mm. in this field. He asked me if I knew where I was going. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I could tell you where the gymnasium I, is. I, but I don't know. So <laughs> I've been to Nokomis quite a few times. You know the crowd's going to be hyped because it's the final home game of the year for Nokomis. They, like Effingham, yeah. have to win, have nothing to lose, mm-hmm. and the weather is going to be unknown. Yep. The coach said in the interview we played yesterday on the starting lineup that the weather will affect Cumberland. He feels more offensively than Nokomis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Be- Nokomis is built on the run. As are the Pirates. Sure. The problem is is that in dry conditions, the Pirates have a hard time holding on to the football. Mm. They've done a good job the past couple of weeks, but the beginning of the season, the Pirates are having a tough time holding on to that football. We talked about it every week, about penalties and turnovers plaguing the Pirates. Now you're going to throw a wet football in there. <laughs> it's going to make it even harder to hold on to that football. And if you don't think Nokomis will be keying in on that and trying to rip that ball out, you right. got another thing coming because they will be. Yeah, and that's what it's all going to come down to when uh, you have some rain in these games is who can protect the football and yep. who can cut down 
on uh, the uh, turnovers, and the Pirates will try to do uh, just that as uh, they're winners of back-to-back games after dropping that one against Arthur. And uh, uh, Cumberland closes out the season with Argenta uh, next week. Who may be playing for their playoff lives. Exactly. Uh, we'll talk about the Bombers coming up here in just a second. They don't have a game tonight. Their game is uh, tomorrow. Uh, elsewhere in uh, the uh, Lincoln Prairie, you got Arthur. They're traveling to Arcola tonight as Arcola. They uh, snapped their little two-game skid that they were on last week with a win over Sagamon Valley. And, of course, Arthur still undefeated here. They beat Saragordo last week. And before we can get to a next week with a potential conference championship on the line, Arthur's got to get through uh, the Purple Riders. And uh, this is also has some extra juice to it because they have decided to make this a uh, traveling trophy game mm-hmm. as it's going to be played for the uh, Purple and Red Horseshoe is what they have determined that this game will have as it's a little rivalry game. And so we're going to have a trophy on the line tonight. The inaugural horseshoe will go to either Arthur or Arcola tonight. And Arcola, three and four, they're still fighting for playoff positioning. And Arthur, you know, they want to keep it going to set up that big matchup next week with Sullivan. Again, a must win for Arcola. Uh, They have to win this game. They cannot lose. Um that's a tall task against this Arthur team. But, you know, if, as I've talked about all season, Travis, if Arcola can get healthy, mm-hmm. they're a different team. We saw what they did to Nokomis week one. Yep. So if they can be healthy, they can be in this game. Mm-hmm. I think the weather in this game will even out the game. I think it'll make it more of an even playing field, so to speak. Yeah, kind of, even though Arthur's kind of been a great rush in the football. They have. This year. But I think it being at Arcola helps Arcola. It does a little bit. Because I've been at that field when it's pouring down rain. Mm-hmm. Arcola handles it a lot better than whoever it is they're facing. Yeah, we both have we both been. Have. I don't think I've been to too many rain games there, Arcola. No, I have. But I've definitely been there. And uh, Arcola, you think that uh, they could potentially win their Week 9 game there against 1-6 and six Saragordo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Purple Riders really need this to keep their playoff chances alive. Yep here and uh, speaking of uh, Sullivan uh, to potentially set up that amazing matchup in week nine they're going to be hosting the Tri-County Titans this evening and uh, Tri-County winless so far this season has a little bit of a losing streak going on dating back to uh, last season uh, last week on Saturday they lost to uh, Cumberland 55 to 12 and uh, Sullivan narrowly escaped Nokomis last week so mm-hmm. uh, we'll see what happens uh, tonight to keep Sullivan's Undefeated run uh, going tonight. Uh, Sagamon Valley, uh, they are going to be at, at Villa Grove. Villa Grove, they're 4-3. and three. heard from Coach Wilson earlier this week fighting for their playoff positioning there. They're against Tri-County next week. They're not going to discount either one of these two teams. Uh, but Sagamon Valley only 2-5 and five on the year. And so Villa Grove needs this one to... Uh, potentially get to six and three. Um, Sagamon Valley won in week three against Sarah Gordo, but it's been losses ever since. They've dropped four in a row now to two and five, and they have to close out with Nokomis next week. Uh, Sarah Gordo, uh, they're one and six after their win in week two. Uh, it's been losses ever since, so they've dropped five straight here. They lost to Arthur last week, and three of the last four weeks they've only put up seven points. On the scoreboard in Argenta, they're three and four after their one-point loss due to a missed extra point 
there against Villa Grove. Uh, it's senior night there for Argenta. And like we mentioned, they travel to Cumberland mm -hmm. uh, next week. So, And this game's not going to be tonight. It's going to be tomorrow at 1 o'clock scheduled kickoff. In the little line uh, tonight, we got Lawrenceville at Newton. And Lawrenceville, they're already uh, clinched a playoff spot at 6-1. and one. And uh, Newton, they come in at 1-6 and six on uh, the season. And Lawrenceville trying to start a win streak. And they got Mount Carmel to close out the season next week. And uh, Newton's dropped back-to-back -back games here, including the loss last week to uh, Robinson. And they'll finish up with Marshall. Speaking of those two teams, Mount Carmel trying to keep this going after their big win against uh, Casey. And uh, they're 5-0 and in the LIC now. They're 6-1 and overall. Marshall on the other side just flipped that record's reverse. They're 1-6 and on the uh, season. After getting that win in week four, they've dropped three in a row mm -hmm. now. And uh, elsewhere, we got Alney searching for their first win, and not only in the LIC, but their first win in general as uh, they're 0-7 on the year, and they're up against Casey uh, tonight. Yep. Or actually, it won't even be tonight. No, it'll be Saturday. It's Saturday at 7 o'clock. Yeah, Saturday night. Yeah, Saturday yeah. night football has Casey 6-1 and after uh, their first loss of the season. Uh, derailed that undefeated year against Mount Carmel last week, but yeah, they'll try to rebound. Get back on the winning ways tomorrow. And Paris, they're 4-3 and three on the uh, season, and they're trying to uh, keep their playoff hopes alive. They won back-to-back -back games against Newton and Olney, and they close out next week against Casey. So I uh, need to win this one to get five. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Robinson, they've been playing some good football as of late here towards the end of the year. They're only 2-5. and five. They aren't going to go to the postseason, but – uh, trying to play a spoiler a little, a little bit against uh, Paris, uh, but they close out the year against Olney uh, next week. So we'll see what happens this evening there in Robinson and Sear Night there in Robinson. Nice. Central Illinois Conference uh, tonight. You got a Macon Meridian. Uh, they are at a Central A&M. And a Macon, they won in week three, but have lost four straight, including back-to-back -back against Shelbyville and Tuscola. They actually did pretty well against Tuscola last week. They had it close in the second half, I believe, but then eventually uh, Tuscola pulled away. Heard from our very own Lane Blickham, and you'll hear it tonight on the pregame show, that this is quite a rivalry game. Really? I didn't know that, but hmm. yeah, he said quite a rivalry game. You could see that on the hardwood mm -hmm. a few years ago when both these teams were great and playing in sectionals, but didn't know that. Um, it may just be like a school rivalry thing. Uh, that was ma uh, that's making it sh and Tuscola. I'm thinking of, um, yeah, I can see where this is a rivalry because they're not too far apart actually. No. Mm -hmm. So I can see that actually. Uh, Central A&M they have uh, one back to back in week two and three, and then they've lost four straight, including last week against Shelbyville. Uh, there. Uh, I'm thinking of Tuscola. They're three and four on the season, and uh, they're going to be traveling to a Warrensburg Latham tonight, who's also three and a four. And actually, that's not even going to be tonight. What am I thinking? It's going to be tomorrow afternoon at one o'clock there. So we've documented on the show Tuscola needs this one because yep. they got Oblong next week, and uh, figure that probably is a win. Yep. Um, and Warrensburg they close out with Chester, who's four and three. Yep. So, so Warren, I mean, both these teams need to win. Unfortunately, only one can. Mm-hmm. 
And then the biggest one of them all tonight in the CIC, uh, that's undefeated Shelbyville at 7-0, and but most importantly 4-0 and in the CIC. And they travel to uh, Clinton this evening, who's 5-2, and and they're also 4-0 and in the CIC. So this is for the uh, conference championship tonight, and both of these can uh, stamp their name as potentially the last CIC champion. And they're going to be uh, combining with another conference next year. So uh, this would be big for both schools who, for years, have seen Tuscola, St. T, Central A&M have conference titles. But they could capture uh, it tonight for either one of these two squads. Mm -hmm. And I know Coach Duckett is uh, going to be ready uh, there. Talk to him on a Monday. And Coach Bass for Clinton trying to pull off the upset against a top 10 ranked team in 2A there for Shelbyville. So this should be a good one uh, tonight, and we'll be looking out for it. Elsewhere in the South Central, finally, we got a Vandalia. They are 5-2 and two on the uh, season, and uh, they won last week over Hillsboro after uh, losing a game against Greenville. And uh, Gillespie, they're 0-7 on the season, and they have a losing streak that's uh, going on. Uh, speaking of uh, Greenville, they're trying to keep their undefeated season alive. They're 7-0. and They're going to be hosting Piasol tonight. The Birds, 4-3, and trying to keep their slim playoff hopes alive after back-to-back -back wins against Staunton and North Mac. They close out with Hillsboro next week. So Piasol trying to pull off the upset tonight. Uh, Pena, they're 5-2 and on the uh, season. They bounce back after dropping a couple against Greenville and Hillsboro. Uh, they'll be taking on Litchfield tonight in Litchfield, uh, trying to keep their playoff hopes alive as well. And we know with their tough schedule with Pena and Delia to close out the year. Um, so Pena trying to officially clinch a playoff berth uh, tonight. And they finish at Staunton as well, back-to-back -back road games. Litchfield trying to avoid being one of those bubble teams entering at 4-4 four and four on Week 9. Mm-hmm. Yep, speaking of uh, teams on uh, the uh, bubble, Carlinville, they're 4-3. They are going to be at 3-4 and four Hillsboro tonight. And Hillsboro, they kept their playoff chances alive the other day or a couple weeks ago with Pena. Uh, but then they dropped one against Vandalia, and they finish up with Piasol there. So uh, coming down to two of the wire there in Carlinville, they're going to be hosting Gillespie in Week 9. So you figure that might be... Uh, win for them to get to five, at least if they don't win tonight. Uh, Staunton, they're two and five on the uh, season, and uh, they've dropped back-to-back -back games here against Piasol and Litchfield. Uh, last week they didn't even get any points, and a disappointing season for North Mac mm -hmm. as they won in week two, but have dropped five in a row since, including last week to Piasol, a close one-point victory for the Birds and. Doesn't get any easier for North Mac to try to get win number two either next week because uh, Greenville, yeah. so they're closing out the season with. Mm, so a tough one. There you go. Week nine or week eight games for high school football, and we'll be picking a couple of those games coming up later on in the podcast with Pick'em. So stick around for that. But right now we got to switch things up and talk about some local sports that don't involve football. And that's what we're talking about coming up next here on the Star Lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. <laughs> You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement. 
and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. There are only three northern white rhinos left in the world. But together, we can turn things around. Your support to the San Diego Zoo Global Wildlife Conservancy helps support groundbreaking solutions. Join us now at endextinction.org. Klein tools are new at Lowe's, pros. Lowe's knows you want top brands and quality products, and Klein tools delivers. Right now, get the Klein three-piece Modbox mobile workstation for $319.94 and the Klein five-piece cushion grip screwdriver set for just $34.97, both exclusively at Lowe's. Shop the largest selection of Klein tools, the highest quality tool brand at Lowe's. Because Lowe's knows tools, Lowe's knows pros. eBay Motors is here for the ride. So minivans, sedans, JDMs, roll out. Go ahead, feel your engine. Admire that perfectly installed exhaust. Your vehicle's moving along this freeway like it was made from fresh installs and a whole lot of love. And with eBay Motors, you get over 122 million parts to keep it running. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, they'll be the perfect fit every time. Plus, at these prices, well, we're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And now... Eric Fry Sports Center update. Former Indianapolis Colts linebacker Gary Brackett, the owner of the Stacked Pickle Sports Bar chain, has filed for bankruptcy protection. In the filing, all 10 of uh, Brackett's Stacked Pickle locations in Indiana and Ohio were forced to close after the pandemic. Brackett played for the Colts for his entire pro career from 2003 to 2011. He helped the team win Super Bowl 41 against the Chicago Bears. The starting lineup. Welcome back in to the starting lineup, starting off with the Stacked Pickle. The Stacked Pickle. How about yes. that? I've not been there. Have, and I can't I, I can't go now. Have not heard of it, yeah. I, mean, I guess well, we can't go now. Nope, you'll never find out about we'll it. You'll never know. On 98.9 The Game. Eric Fry, Sports Center Update. The Blues earned a point on the road to open the 23-24 regular season. Blues lost to the Stars. 2-1 in a shootout at American Airlines Center yesterday. The Blues opened the season 0-0-1 record. They host the Kraken tomorrow night, Travis. If I'm looking for something to do on a Saturday, Kraken will be in St. Louis. Some college football action coming up this weekend. Lindenwood will visit Charleston Southern. Southeast Missouri State hosts Eastern Illinois. Southern Illinois is at Murray State. Western Illinois welcomes Missouri State. Blackhawks try to get back in the win column, and they visit the Montreal Canadiens at Bell Center tomorrow. Blackhawks coming with a 3-1 loss to the Boston Bruins on Wednesday. Chicago's 1-1-0 to begin the season. Tomorrow's night's game kicks off at 6 o'clock. The Bulls earned their first preseason victory with a 133-124 double overtime victory against the Nuggets at the United Center yesterday. 
The Bulls had a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter, but Denver tied the game as tied expired, sending the game to an extra period. After both teams scored seven points in the first overtime, Chicago outscored Denver 14-5 in the second overtime. Marta Rosen led Chicago with 19 points, while Zach Levine chipped in with 17. The Bulls are now 1-1 one one in exhibition play. These two teams won't have to wait long to see each other as they will play at Denver again in exhibition basketball on Sunday. Welcome back in to the starting lineup. Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center Hits. Let's take a look at some uh, local sports that uh, didn't involve uh, football. And uh, last night in the NTC uh, tournament there at uh, St. Anthony, it got started in the volleyball side as the uh, number one seed, St. Anthony, they picked up a couple wins. They won over the seven seed in yoga, 25 to 8, 25 to 9 in the first game of the night. And then in the nightcap, they defeated Dietrich, the sixth seed, 25 17, and 25 to 20 there. So Dietrich will slide in to uh, the bronze pool on a Saturday as their first game will be at 9 a.m. And uh, Nyoga will slide into the uh, silver spot. And uh, St. Anthony will advance to the uh, gold bracket on Saturday there and that will determine who they face tonight as both pools in action but we'll take a look at that here in a second it was Muhammad getting the win over Effingham in two sets 25-15 and 25-14 and Mount Toon got the win over Rantoul in two games 25-22 both of those Games are the same. In LPC action, you had Unity Christian defeat Cumberland in two sets, 25-19, and then 25-3 was the uh, second match win. Sullivan won over Tri-County in two sets. Arcola defeated uh, Blue Ridge, 25-11, 25-21. Heritage uh, fell to Arthur in two sets, and Villagrove picked up the win over Sarah Gordo in three sets. Sarah Gordo won the first set, 25-23. Villagrove wins the second one, 25-10, and the third and final set, 25-21. And the LIC was Newton over Olney in two sets, Lawrenceville over Oblong in three sets, and Robinson defeats Paris in two sets. Decatur St. Teresa over Tuscola in two sets, Clinton defeated Central A&M in a three-setter. Uh, South Central had Pena defeat Vandalia, Carlinville over Piasol, Hillsboro defeated Gillespie, and both of those were in two sets. We had a couple of soccer matches in the regular season. We had the uh, Mattoon defeat a Charleston by one goal, three to two. And then Muhammad was all over Taylorville, nine to zero. In a junior high girls basketball last night, we had North Clay get the win over Sandoval in their varsity match. Forty eight to eight was the final. In the seventh grade game, uh Mattoon won over St. Anthony thirty to six. In the eighth grade game, Mattoon wins in a low-scoring affair, 16-9 there. And that was it from uh, last night in local sports. We got a jam-packed night with football and also a volleyball, as I mentioned, in the NTC tournament tonight. We got both pools in action. We got Pool B. They're going to be at the high school at the Inlow Center. And it's going to be at 5 o'clock. The two-seed wins two straws against the eight-seed St. Elmo Brownstown. The five-seed Altman will face off against the eight-seed St. Elmo at 6 o'clock. And then wins two straws will take on Altman at 7 o'clock to close out the night there at the high school. And then Pool C will take over at the grade school at Goff Gym. The three-seed North Clay Clay City takes on the nine-seed CHBC at 5 o'clock. 
and the four seed South Central will take on the nine seed Cowdenhead Beecher City. At six o'clock, and the three seed will match up with the four seed North Clay Clay City against South Central at seven o'clock to determine the uh, pool, or not the pool play, but the brackets for Saturdays all day there at the Inlow Center, all the way from 9 a.m. all the way until 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. is when it would close on Saturday. So jam-packed all the way at the start of the morning, all the way into uh, the evening there. In uh, South Central action tonight, we got North Mac. They're at the Waverly Tournament this weekend, and Staunton is at the O'Fallon Invitational this weekend as well. In a soccer in Class 1A, the St. Anthony Regional continues today. It's the two-seed Hillsborough against the nine-seed Robinson at 4 o'clock. In the Greenville Regional, that's where we see Totopolis, their first game of postseason play. They're against the seven-seed Pena. Got the win over Vandalia a couple of days ago. That will be at 4 o'clock. And the 4-seed Greenville will take on the 6-seed Staunton at 6 o'clock to follow there. In Class 2A, FEM Regional begins today as it's the 10-seed Salem. They are actually at the 8-seed Olney at 4 o'clock. And the Springfield Sagar Griffin Regional will see the 7-seed Athens against the 6-seed Warrensboro-Latham at 4 o'clock. And in tennis action today and uh, tomorrow as well, we got sectional action for high school tennis in the Class 1A Danville sectional. We have two area teams there, Muhammad Seymour and Paris. And in Class 1A, the FEM sectional will have a ton of area teams. We got FEM, St. Anthony, Hillsboro, Mount Zion, Shelbyville, Taylorville, Totopolis, Vandalia, and Decatur, St. Teresa are a little out of the area, but they're also be there as well and in the class 1a only sectional we got casey and charleston mattoon mount carmel newton only robinson will be there and a couple of uh out of the area but fairfield will also be there and flora will also be there as well in only or um yeah in only weather permitting weather permitting of course we have to uh, watch the radar and whatnot for at least today. And uh, let's see. Uh, tomorrow, you got uh, volleyball action at the Edwards County Tournament. FEM, Charleston, Mount Carmel, Newton, Olney, Robinson will all be there. Uh, Sarah Gordo's at uh, Champaign, St. Thomas More. And uh, the uh, CIC Conference Tournament will uh, be at Central A&M tomorrow as well in volleyball. Uh, we got a, a lot of teams at the uh, St. Anthony Bulldog Invitational in cross country. St. Anthony, of course, Totopolis, North Clay, Neoga, FEM, Charleston, Mattoon, Cumberland, Newton will all be there, as well as we got South Central Conference meet in uh, cross country will take place tomorrow as well. And in the uh, soccer postseason in the 1A St. Anthony Regional will continue. The three-seed Newton will take on the five-seed Altamont at 10 a.m. North Mac Regional 1A. 1A or 1 seed Williamsville will take on the 8 seed Decatur St. Teresa at 10 a.m. And following that game will be the 4 seed Carlinville against the 6 seed Argenta at noon. And Murfreesboro Regional, got Mount Carmel. They're the 8 seed. They're going to be on, taking on the host, number 1 seed Murfreesboro at 11 a.m. In a 2A, the Champaign Central Regional, it's the 9 seed Charleston taking on the 8 seed Danville at 10 a.m. And the Bethalto Civic Memorial Regional, the 9 seed Jerseyville will be at the seventh seed Litchfield at one o'clock there and tennis will continue and wrap up tomorrow as well. So hopefully we can get all these outdoor activities in and uh, jam packed 
weekend of volleyball and across country as well. We'll have some results up on the website, fmradio.com. Just click on our local sports tab. That's where you'll find all the results and the schedules there as well. All right, we're up against the clock, and we got to talk about some college football to uh, talk about. We got the Illinois game uh, tomorrow afternoon, and uh, we'll talk about that and the rest of the college football slate coming up next here on the Star Lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. <laughs> in 2021, the Effingham County Sheriff's Office received over 200 reports of fraud, forgery, and scams. This is your Effingham County Sheriff Paul Coons reminding you that if someone contacts you that you don't know with an offer that sounds too good to be true, it is. Please shop with our local trusted area businesses and craftsmen who work hard to maintain their reputation. If you think that you've been the target of a potential scam, call your local police to report it. You may prevent someone else from being taken advantage of. If you're not a Rule King Rewards member, you're missing out on all the good stuff that comes with Rule King Rewards, like getting what you want and getting the job done for less. Because every time you shop, you get rewards to use on farm supplies or whatever catches your eye. Signing up is easy as one, two, free. Yes, it's free to join. Sign up at checkout and reap the rewards at your neighborhood Rural King, America's farm and home store. And now, Eric Price, Sports Center update. The Colts reportedly believe they could get wide receiver Paris Campbell back from injury before season's end. Campbell underwent foot surgery after catching a touchdown in the week six win over the Titan, tight Texans and has been working to return since. The starting lineup. Welcome back in uh, to the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks here, and that's Eric Fry stumbling and bumbling through the uh, Sports know, Center. Read what they, they need to get uh, similar teams that have the same name out of the same division. Titans, Titans, Texans? and Texans. Hmm. Both start with T's. Get them out of there. On ninety-eight nine, the game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 of the game. Only here on 98.9, we're just say a smidge a bit longer. Let me turn things over to the uh, pod. Got uh, the NFL to talk about. We got Pick'em to come at you in the podcast as well. But we're going to close out uh, the uh, Trestle Show with some uh, college football talk and uh, the Illini and the Illini game tomorrow at 2.30 right here on this station will be the kickoff and 1.30 will be the pregame show and Illinois struggling to say the least they are going to be traveling to Maryland to take on the Terrapins as Tula Tongavaloa that's right younger brother of Tua is the quarterback there at Maryland and uh, was it a couple years ago or uh, I think it was a couple of years ago that um, they just gave this game away, yep. and Maryland should have shouldn't have won, but they did. Uh, maybe that was last year. I don't I don't remember. Uh, but uh, it's been a struggle, and what has been called one of the worst, if not the worst, loss of Coach Bielema's tenure uh, was last week against Nebraska, and hopefully Atlanta have more than 21 yards rushing, but. 
we'll see. It's also a Maryland's homecoming game as well. Oh, great. Even better odds. The 101st homecoming game. Just keep stacking them in our face, Travis. Hey, the odds are stacked against us currently. 13.5 point favorites are the Terrapins tomorrow. That's a big number, Eric. We'll pick that and pick them. <laughs> That's a big number. Travis says, the famous song says, give me something to believe in. And this <laughs> Illinois team has given me very little to believe very in. Very little. Very little. Uh, Maryland, they kept it close early on with Ohio State last week as both teams were undefeated uh, coming into that game. And then eventually Ohio State uh, pulled away and they ended up blowing them out 37-17. So that scores a little bit deceiving uh, last week. Um, so Maryland's a good squad. Uh, Illinois, not so much. So uh, they do have uh, other wins. Uh, they do have wins over Michigan State, Indiana, and both those games weren't even close. 31-9, they beat Sparty, and they beat the Hoosiers 44-17. They also have a non-conference win against Virginia, but that's about the only other Power 5 that they've won. Uh, they beat Charlotte and Townsend. As well, that's where they got their uh, five wins. But, Travis, they've beaten Big Ten teams? Sure, yeah. Okay, then they're better than the <laughs> Yeah, Illini. no doubt. I will not argue argue that. They are better than the Illini. I, I can't even do a homer biased here. Uh, they're better than us. Hey, sure. a week from today is our first basketball broadcast of the season. That's right. So get ready for that because that's – I mean, the football team ain't giving us nothing to look forward to. Might as well look forward to basketball. Yeah, basketball is, uh, is around this the basketball corner. Basketball keeps us around for a couple of months until they fall on their face. Football right. just immediately, boom. Mm-hmm. Yep, just immediately disappointing. Yep. And uh, we'll see uh, what the Atlanta have in store tomorrow at uh, College Park against Maryland. And then, like we mentioned, it's back to uh, Memorial Stadium next week for homecoming for the Illini. Elsewhere in the Big Ten uh, this uh, weekend, we got Indiana there against uh, Michigan there, and I believe the Fox Noon crew will be uh, there in the big house uh, for this one. Why? I don't know. Mm. Uh, Michigan's number two in the country. That's about why. But this game's probably not going to be close. Ohio State, uh, they're the number three team in the country. They're at Purdue uh, Michigan State, they're at Rutgers. Uh, Penn State, they're hosting uh, Massachusetts. Tough game for them there. And then Iowa is at Wisconsin today or tomorrow as well. Mm-hmm. So that's a look at the uh, a Big Ten slate. Some other games this week in college football. There's not a lot of great matchups out there, really. Uh, Florida State, they're hosting Syracuse, Alabama, hosting Arkansas, except for Oregon and Washington. Eight versus seven in Washington. That's where the college game day crew is going to be this week, the real pregame show. Uh, USC, Notre Dame, 10 versus 21. So that's not bad. Number 25, Miami. Hopefully they don't uh, screw it up, but they're against number 12, North Carolina. So mm-hmm. tough matchup there. Mizzou, after their first loss against LSU, will be at number 24, Kentucky. And we also got UCLA at number 15, Oregon State. So a a matchup of ranked teams there. Well, that will do it here for us on the uh, starting lineup. Coming up next here on this lovely station is the uh, Sports Spectacular, powered by the Illini Guys and the IlliniGuys.com. So enjoy that and have a great weekend. We'll catch you in the pod. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game.
Welcome in, welcome in to overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry over there as well. Coming up here in uh, the uh, podcast, still lots more to uh, talk about. We got uh, some NFL action to hit up on. We got a couple of pick'ems to do. We got football pick'em, including some high school games there in there, of course. And uh, we got some NASCAR and a NASCAR pick'em to do as well. But first, before we get to any of that, is there anything on SportsCenter you wanted to hit on that we didn't get to? No. Oh, we got to everything? We got to everything. Oh, very well. Yeah. None of the, the main things on, like, not locally uh, were very exciting. Yeah. Okay. So-and-so's injured and questionable for this football game. So-and-so may be questionable for this football game. So-and-so gotcha. won this football game last night when someone in attendance. I mean, Mama Kelsey's there virtually every game. I, I don't get what every the big game. deal is about her being there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Brittany Mahomes is always there, too. I mean, I guess we so. could put that um, uh, Jones, Daniel Jones is out for the Giants. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, does and, that mean Tommy DeVito starting? And uh, Watson's out against the 49ers. Uh, George Kittle was fined 13K for his shirt. And the Avs lock up defenseman Taze for seven years. Yeah, 13000 just for a shirt. Yep. That's more disrespectful than Attaboy Harper. Yep. But I digress. Yep. <sighs> I think George Kittle's got some money to be able yeah. to pay it. Yeah. I think George Kittle's in the wrong sport or entertainment. Yes. Hey, he's a fan. He is. That's why I said he's in the wrong one. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Travis, we missed out on a tag match of him and somebody versus Gronk and somebody. Gronk. We could have done that. That's Instead right. Of who's the best tight end? One-on-one in the ring. That's right. Yep. He was the host of WrestleMania one year. Yeah, when no one was there. <laughs> yes, that was the... Uh, pandemic mm-hmm. era WrestleMania. Yep. <laughs> All right. So uh, then uh, let's just go ahead and uh, let's just get to uh, some of that NFL uh, action that was happening uh, last night. Of course, we were talking about a uh, Taylor Swift. She was there up in the booth with Mama Kelsey and uh, Brady Mahomes as well. Looks like they have become a BFFs. Yep. As what an upgrade for Brady Mahomes. She goes from Jackson Mahomes to Taylor Swift. That's a huge a win. upgrade yep. there. And uh, on, as for on the field, the the Chiefs they end up winning. Travis. Uh, had a nine catches, 124 yards. I like how you just said Travis, by the way. Of course. Makes it sound like it was you. Trav. Trav Kelsey. And he didn't get into the end zone, but still a decent night yep. for him. Patrick Mahomes, 306 yards. But come on, Chiefs. Now you won, and you, the Broncos just can't beat Kansas City. Uh, now Patrick's 12 and 0 yep. against Denver. Longest and winning streak by a QB over a single opponent to start a career among quarterbacks yeah. since 1950. Like 16 straight Six, losses yep. for the Broncos. Yep, 16 straight. Man. <laughs> against In the fact, Chiefs. The Chiefs have won 12 straight divisional games. Yeah. So it's not just the Broncos, it's the entire division. Mm. Just own the West. And like you Crazy. said, Kelsey and him 9 for 9 on the night. Hmm. 
Second time they've gone nine for nine or better in a single game. Yeah, missed him that one time on a, on a touchdown. He didn't look his way, he threw it away. Yeah. So that wasn't a, a target, but Kelsey was was open. Mm-hmm. Would have been uh, <clears throat> would have been nice for some extra fantasy purposes. Fantasy purposes, but again, no one cares about uh, Patrick Mahomes and company. But uh, I mean, the Chiefs they won, but nineteen to eight. Yeah. Come on. Low scoring affair. Low scoring affair for sure. That I don't know. Chiefs not haven't been impressive as they should have been with a five and one record. But their defense has been impressive. Sure. But only eight points last night and that didn't come until the fourth quarter. Yeah. There for Denver. Maybe they're bottling them up for the playoffs. Who Denver? Keep those points around. No, no, no. The Chiefs. Oh, Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah, they're saving it. Uh, promoted last night, Jaguars Saints on Thursday Night Football next week. So, tune in for that. Uh, other games going on uh, on a Sunday, and uh, we got another London game, but this time it doesn't involve the Jaguars as it's the uh, Ravens going to be against the Titans in uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, 830 on the NFL Network there. Baltimore favored by four points. Uh, Commanders against the uh, Falcons here as we run down the noon window. Uh, The Vikings going to be up against the uh, Bears. Vikings favored by three despite not having Justin Jefferson. Mm -hmm. And the Bears coming off their first win of the season, the first win in a long time. And they got that one. Now they need to get a win at home because it's been a long time. Uh, since they got a, a W there at Soldier Field. Yes, it has. They'll try to do it. On the noon on Sunday, I also got Seattle there in Cincinnati to take on the Bengals since he's favored by three points here. Uh, the 49ers are against the Browns, and like Eric mentioned a little bit there, Deshaun Watson and not going to be playing in this one. I don't know if the line's changed or it will change, but 10-point favorites are San Fran. Uh, of course, the 49ers haven't lost yet this year, 5-0. and uh, Panthers haven't won this season. They're 0-5, and they're going to be in Miami to take on the Dolphins. 13.5-point favorites are Tua and company. Of course, they'll be without a chain as he went on the IR for four weeks. So uh, Colts and the Gardner Minshew revenge game. It's going to be against the uh, Jags this week, of course. Anthony Richardson, not a go. Maybe Jonathan Taylor will be playing actually in this game. We'll see. Uh, in Jacksonville there. Uh, the Saints, they'll be at Houston. Uh, New Orleans favored by two here. Uh, the 305 window, the Patriots against the Raiders. The Josh McDaniels revenge game and Jimmy Garoppolo revenge game. Yep. Uh, Three-point favorites are Vegas right now. Uh, 3.30 at the uh, Cardinals in L.A. to take on the Rams. Rams favored by a, a tutty here. And the Eagles at the Jets. Eagles have not lost yet either. Six and a half point favorites is Philly. And also Detroit is in Tampa to take on the Bucks. Lions favored by three points. And uh, now on Sunday Night Football, uh, the Giants without Mr. Jones, Stan Jones, Going to be in Buffalo to take on the Bills. Bills favored by 15 points now. A big number without Daniel Jones. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Cowboys are at the uh, Chargers 
on Monday Night Football this week. And the Packers and Steelers, you have the week off. So enjoy it. Enjoy it. And plan accordingly mm-hmm. for the London game and the buys as well. So uh, we'll be back to recap it on Monday, see how all that shakes out for the NFL. All right, so uh, let's stick with the theme of uh, football, and uh, let's get to uh, some pick'em here. Pick'em high school and a football pick'em for week eight of the season. Travis is ahead 46 to 38 on points. I am ahead 33 to 14 to 31 16 as far as records go. Let's start Travis with Effingham. Effingham at home taking on Mount Zion. Travis, who you got? Hmm. I will go go reverse psychology here. I'll go Mount Zion. And I'll go Mount Zion. 28 to 20. 28-20. Travis? Reverse psychology. I said on this show a couple weeks ago that FKM was going to win this game. I I did. I remembered saying it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with it. Effingham, uh, 28-24. 28-24. Cumberland at Nokomis. Give me the Pirates. I'm going to go Cumberland... Thirty to fourteen. Thirty to fourteen. Okay. Uh, I will also go Cumberland here, and I will go. I'll play the game one nothing. Alrighty, Travis, you get to pick first. What's our next game we're gonna do? There are a couple games, mm-hmm. couple games out there, but there's not many For like reasons. obvious choices here. I seem to always take the ones that you take, but <laughs> I will go. I mean, why not? Let's go for the CIC. It's Shelbyville Clinton, and. I will go Shelbyville here. And I'll go Shelbyville 35 to 21. 35 21. All right. Um, I will go Shelbyville as well. And I will go 36 to 20. Okay. All right. And finally, let's go. My turn. Um, let's go Pena Litchfield. Okay. Two teams that, you know, Pena already has their, their playoff spot clinched, but uh, or at least available with five wins. Litchfield trying to stay out of it, but I think Pena gets the win here tonight. Um, 30 to 27. 
I will also go Pena here, but I will go 31 to 20. All right, game on Saturday, Travis. Illinois at Maryland. Maryland minus 13 and a half. Who you got? Minus 13 and a half. Man, that is a big number. Reverse psychology, Maryland minus 13 and a half. Mm -hmm. Travis, I'm going normal psychology, Maryland uh. minus 13 and a half. This number could be, I think, as high as 20, and I think Maryland would Ooh, still Ooh, no. Yes, yes. No, no. Travis, this Illinois team scored seven on Nebraska, okay? You just mentioned Maryland hung around with Ohio State. I know, bud. No. This Illinois That's team is awful. Is awful. Worst team in the Big Ten. Turn it around this week. Worst team in the Big Ten. Here we go. Turnaround right. starts right now. Sunday, Travis. Vikings versus the Bears. Vikings minus three. We got. Hmm. Uh, you said Minnesota minus three. Yes. I'll go Chicago plus three. Um. Yeah, I think that's a smart play. I'll go Bears too. Uh, Colts at Jags. Jags minus four. Travis, who you got? Ooh. Jags. Do you say plus four or minus Jags four? Jags minus four. I'll go Indy plus four. All right. I will go Jags minus four because the Colts can never beat Jacksonville, whether they're good or bad. And, Travis, finally, we have a game that we are broadcasting on 98.9 The Game. Coverage starts at 11 a.m. It will be the 49ers at the Browns. 49ers minus 10. We got. Well, now without Deshaun Watson, mm -hmm. I got the Niners. Yep. Minus ten. Yep, I I agree. That game lost a lot of intrigue when uh, at least Deshaun Watson went down. Not that these teams were anywhere close to each other, but 49ers are a good team. Mm-hmm. So, all right, there you go. That is big. There you go. That's what we got for this week. And follow along at home. Keep track. You know, you know I'm keeping track. Oh, yeah. I got my notebook here, and I'm taking yep. it with me so I don't misplace it. I just wrote it on a random piece of paper last week, but That's I got it. I got it, and uh, we'll be back to recap it uh, Monday. Travis, do you want to do some entertainment? Yeah, I thought I saw you have some entertainment I open I there. I do. I have 13 things of entertainment. Oh, my. Here we go. You ready? <laughs> sure. Patriots plus three. Okay. I think that uh, the Raiders are not that good. I know the Patriots have been awful. Patri Patriots aren't either. They're not. I agree with you. But I think they can at least keep it within three. Bill Belichick at least hopes so. Uh, well, yeah, for his job. Uh, give me the Cardinals plus seven against your Rams. Mm -hmm. mm. Rams, I mean, they've been winning, but they haven't been impressive in their wins. Yeah, no. I mean, I guess. And call me a nut job, Travis. Give me the Giants plus 15 and a half. Yeah. With Daniel crazy. Jones out, 15 and a half. Yeah, you're crazy. Two touchdowns seems like an absurd amount in the NFL. It does. So, all right. Moving to college, Travis. Mm-hmm. Stanford plus 12 and a half against Colorado. Colorado barely beat a one-win Arizona State team. It did, yeah. So even though Stanford has 
done me in so many times this season when I picked him. Uh huh. I'm picking him again because I want to see Dion go down again. And I guess Coach Prime doesn't like the late start. Yeah. You play on the West Coast, Gotta bro. You're playing the Pac-12. So let's, you know, he is just killing time until his kids get drafted by the Falcons in the draft, and then he's gonna go coach the Falcons, right? Quote stupidest thing ever. Yep, he's gonna go coach time. the Falcons. New coach of the Falcons. Here we go, incoming. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, all right, Travis, you ready for this one? Uh huh. Arkansas plus twenty against Alabama. Plus twenty. Okay. Alabama's not Alabama that they've been all you know. For years and years, years. I think Arkansas can keep it within 20. Indiana plus 34 against Michigan. That seems like an absurd amount. It does. But I know Michigan's really good. It's in Michigan. And it is in Michigan. Purdue plus 19 against Ohio State. They beat <laughs> Illinois. So they got to be better. So I'll give them 19. I'm not saying they're going to win. Sure. Vanderbilt plus 31 and a half against Georgia. <laughs> I believe no. in Vandy. Vandy. Might be the only one. Uh, Texas A&M plus three against Tennessee. That's a little bit more respectable. I think so, too. It's not as big of a long shot. Sure. How about this one, Travis? UMass plus 41 and a half against Penn State. Mm. Big number. The but... line on that is 41 and a half. The over-under is 53, I think. <laughs> yeah. So I would hit the under on that, too. Uh, I don't think so. I think so. Uh, Iowa plus 10 against Wisconsin. Plus 10. Plus 10. Okay. Wyoming plus 11 and a half against Air Force. Wyoming's been playing decent this year. They have. And the fact that you're giving me 11 11 points, Mm -hmm. I'll take that. And finally, Travis, just because it's you and I knew you would like this, Missouri plus two and a half against Kentucky. Okay. I'm picking Missouri. Bounce back. Bounce back win Bounce for the Tigers. Bounce back win for the Tigers. Okay. Kentucky's overrated. Ooh. You're a basketball school. Get back to playing basketball. It's true. They are. So, there we go. We had the debate last year. If That's all of our entertainment. Mr. Stoops not liking that. By the way, just FYI, that uh, Colorado game's tonight. Oh, is it? Maybe that's why he's complaining. Yeah, it's 9 o'clock Central tonight. Maybe that's why he's complaining. Probably. He doesn't want to be on a Friday night. Even though it's on ESPN, the entire country is going to watch you. Um, yeah, what else are you going to be watching on a Friday night? Exactly. The air at work. To be fair, Travis, this Colorado defense has looked awful. They've given up 465 yards a game. Right. That's a lot. Uh, Coach Prime also says that there's a tremendous opportunity for Travis Hunter to return to the lineup. So that would be big for the Buffaloes. They've been kind of hurting ever since he went out. So maybe that changes things. Does that change your uh, – Nope, 12 and a half. Okay. All right. So still going to go with Stanford. Yep. All right. Because I want to see Coach Prime get knocked down. Very well. Very well. All right. So, uh, do you got this date in sports history, too? I do. 
All right, let's run through that before we get to NASCAR. All right, on this day in 1960, Bill Mazeroski hit a walk-off homer to beat the Yankees in Game 7 of the World Series, arguably the most famous home run in MLB history. It's the first Game 7 walk-off homer in MLB history. Despite outscoring the Pirates by a margin of 55-27, to the Yankees lost four close games and fell in what would be manager Casey Stengel's final game in pinstripes. And yeah, they dominated them, 55-27, and couldn't get the win. Mm-hmm. Wow. On this date in 2001, Derek Jeter makes his famous flip assist to Jorge Posada to throw out Jeremy Giambi at the plate. The Yankees go on to defeat the Athletics 1-0, Game 3 of the ALDS, and eventually win the series in five games. Yeah, what a play. What a play. 2007, Andre Woodson hits Steve Johnson for a 7-yard touchdown in the third overtime as then-number 17 Kentucky upsets then-number 1 LSU. 43-37, the victory was the Wildcats' first win over a number-one team since 1964. Mm. On this day in 2013, the Red Sox rallied from a 5-1 deficit to tie the game on David Ortiz's grand slam in which Torrey Hunter falls over the fence, and then they win at Game 2 of the ALCS on a walk-off by Jared Saltalamacchia. Nice. That's I remember a that name. shot of Torrey Hunter falling into the... Yeah, and the famous uh, yep. Boston cop with his arms yep. Yep. up in the air yep. celebrating. <laughs> That's always a great photo. All right, let's. All right, I'm skipping the 14th for now because we're going to wait on tearing that bandage off. On <laughs> the 15th, Travis. Uh-huh. October 15th, 1988, with two outs in the bottom of the ninth, injured Kirk Gibson hits a dramatic walk-off two-run homer off of Dennis Eckersley to give the Dodgers a stunning 5-4 winning game one of the World Series. The home run generated an 87% spike in win probability, the second-largest spike in postseason history. That wound up being Gibson's only plate appearance in the World Series. But talk about cashing in your minutes. Yeah, I'd say so. That is... Uh, October 15, 1989, Wayne Gretzky passes Gordie Howe as NHL's all-time top scorer with his 1,851st career point. The great one plays another 10 NHL seasons and finishes with over 1,000 more points than Howe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the, let's see, October 15th, 1997, Tony Fernandez's 11th inning home run gives the Indians a win over the Orioles, clinching the ALCS. The Indians were going to lose to the Marlins in a seven-game World Series. October 15th, 2005, Matt Leinart, with some help from Reggie Bush pushing him into the end zone, scores on a one-yard touchdown run with three seconds left. Give number one USC a 34-31 win over number nine Notre Dame in South Bend. The win extends USC's win streak at the time to 28 games. The winning play went on to be called the Bush Push. Mm-hmm. Now the popular Tush, tush push. push. And it's being banned. Don't yep. do it. Mm-hmm. And October 15th, 2012, the Broncos overcome a 24-point halftime deficit to beat the Chargers 35-24 on Monday Night Football. Yes, they scored 35 points in the second half unanswered. Wow. That was impressive yeah. back in 2012. All righty. Here we go. October 14th, 1992. Francisco Cabrera's two-run single in the bottom of the ninth caps a rally from a 2-0 deficit and gives the Braves a win over the Pirates in Game 7 of the NLCS. Barry Bonds' ill-flated throw to the plate is his final play as a member of the Pirates. Hmm. October 14th, 2001, Tom Brady throws his first career touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. A 21-yard score to Terry Glenn. Yep. <coughs> October 14th, 2002, Terrell Owens pulls a Sharpie out of his sock to autograph the football following <laughs> a touchdown versus the Seahawks. Yep, that's classic. I was like that because it was I against did. the Seahawks. Uh-huh. 
Uh, October 14th, 2021, the Giants won 107 games to win the NL West by one game over the Dodgers, but they lost to the Dodgers 2-1 to in Game 5 of the NLDS. Dodgers scored the running one in the ninth on a Cody Bellinger RBI single for Max Scherzer. Closed the Giants out in the ninth. Mm-hmm. October 14th, 2015, Jose Bautista hits a big home run in the seventh inning of the ALDS Game 5 versus the Rangers. His celebration includes an infamous bat flip. Oh, yes. I think the he bat flipped flip. that bat into another dimension. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that was so one of the powerful. most epic bat flips ever. All right. October 14th, 2003, the Cubs blow a 3 nothing eighth inning lead against the Marlins. An inning that featured the famous play involving Steve Bartman, the Marlins rallied to win and forced Game 7 of the NLCS, which they would also win. Oh, man. The Bartman game. Tomorrow is the tomorrow is the 20-year anniversary of Bartman. Wow. 20, 20 years. years. I remember like it was yesterday. saying that. Sure. It's okay. We've won since then. Mm-hmm. So it's all good. Right. Yeah, all forgiven. It hurt at that time. Dead man. Nothing hurt more. It did. I missed school the next day. Wow. I didn't even watch Game Seven. I was to say you had another game to play. I didn't watch Game Seven. <laughs> Much like most of Chicago, I knew it was over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I knew it was over. Might as well not even play Game Seven. Yeah, it was. It was. The offense didn't show up. Kerry Wood hit our had our only run of the game. He had a home run. That was it. That was it. Wow. That's how you knew it was over. Mm-hmm. When your pitcher. Getting the only home run. To be fair, Kerry Wood was a heck of a hitter as a pitcher. He was a, he was a good hitter. Was, it's it, Him and Zambrano and, and Wainwright, they were good at hitting. Yeah. So, but, yep, yep, yep. The Bartman game. The famous Bartman game. <sighs> and then, of course, there's been documentaries and all kinds of things to show that if he just would have moved, Moises Alou would have caught that darn ball. Mm-hmm. And who knows what would have happened? That's what the, I, I saw the thirty for thirty, Travis. Yep, that's exactly what would have happened. That Cubs team was so good too. That was a oh, that's the the worst thing about it. Yeah, the Marlins put up three runs in the first inning. Uh, <laughs> Pierre tripled the lead off the first. Ivan Rodriguez walked with one out before Miguel Cabrera hit a three uh, three run shot. Oh man, in the first inning. Yep. Wow. But we tied the score 3-3 in the second inning um, off of Mark Redman when uh, Kerry Wood hit a two-run home run. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Moises Alou also hit a two-run home run. So at one point, Travis, we were leading 5-3. to three. Yeah. And then by the seventh, we were down 9-5, to nine to five, and it was over. Yep. And uh, the rest is history, as they say. The Marlins would go on to win the World Series, yep. and the Cubs would have to wait a little bit longer. Yep. To win theirs. Yep. But they eventually got it. And Troy O'Leary hit a home run for the Cubs in that game, too. Yeah. Uh, Bartman still in hiding to this day. He's not in hiding, He's still Travis. In He's in witness, Chicago. Witness protection. He's in Chicago. Where is he? Where's the interview? Living a normal life. Where's the interview? He doesn't want Where's it. Where's the exclusive? Doesn't want it. Doesn't want Here's it. Here's the thing about Steve Bartman. Okay, you take him out of that turtleneck and that Cubs hat, and he looks like a normal everyday guy. It's only because of that look that anyone knows him. There have been lots of articles about him 
where people have found him on ESPN. The Wikipedia Steve Bartman incident. Yep. <laughs> uh, we were too harsh on him. I will say that. Too harsh. Oh, yeah. My gosh. However, I didn't think he was going to get out of that thing alive. Yes. However, if you are sitting that close to the field, back away. You never know what's going to happen. It's yep. just a ball. You never know. <coughs> never know, but there he is. Yeah, we had Alou on that team, Paul Baco, Mark Bellhorn, Aesop Choi, Matt Clement, Juan Cruz, Sean Estes, Kyle Farnsworth pitched a game. Kyle Farnsworth. Doug Glanville, Tom Goodwin, Mark Grudzelanek, Jose Hernandez, Bobby Hill, Trent Hubbard, David Kelton, Sergio Mitre, Corey Patterson, Randall Simon, Tony Womack. What a guy. Who? Whoever you said. Tony Womack? Randall uh, yeah, Simon? Former, former Cardinal. Oh, yeah. For a cup of coffee. Cup of coffee. Cup of coffee with the Cardinals. Yeah. Moist Salou, that's who I was talking about. Mr. No Batting Gloves and yep. whatever else he used to do with his hands and put on his hands. Uh, supposedly. 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 Sure. Not verified. Mm-hmm. But that's okay because when we won it in 2016, it was much sweeter. Yeah. That game seven there, much better. Yep, yeah, but I'm sure that anniversary will be coming up. The only thing that would be worse, Travis, would be if the Cubs were still in the playoffs and playing on Saturday. I'd say, <laughs> don't anyone buy that seat. Sure. Leave it empty. Sure. Don't do it. Don't, don't even. do it. You know, I went to Wrigley Field, Travis. I didn't get a picture in that seat. No. You're supposed to. It's kind of like a rite of passage. Tradition, huh? Yeah. I was on the opposite side. I was on the first baseline. Mm, yeah. Where's the Bartman seat at? Oh. <laughs> I've seen 95,000 pictures at it, but. Uh, aisle 4, row 8, seat 113. Yep, 113. Here on Friday the 13th. Ooh, yes, that's right. Friday the 13th, anything can happen. Yep. Yep, there. There she is. There's the the pictures. Yep. People go there and reenact it. The infamous seat. Yep. And see that gentleman right there in that picture is clearly leaning out over the railing. It should have been fan interference. Yeah. But nope. Nope. He reached on the field of play. But Nope. nope. Cost us a World Series in 2003. Mm. Definitely cost you the game. So they mark the seat with just the C. Everywhere else around doesn't have a C on it, it looks like. So yep. that way you know just the point. Yep. <laughs> I love it. Yep. 
And then the 2005 team was worse, Travis. I, the 03 team broke my heart, but the 05 team did as well, because that's the year we traded for Nomar in the middle of the season. And I thought, here we go, we're getting Nomar Garcia Parra to the Cubs. Mm-hmm. And he did nothing. Nomar Garcia Parra. Nomar. No more, no more. <laughs> mm. All right, so he was a thing. He was pretty solid, pretty solid player. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I think the only thing that we have left here is a NASCAR. Yep. And a NASCAR pick'em. NASCAR pick'em. That's right. We are in uh, my uh, uh, Las Vegas this weekend. Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Oh, excuse me. I got the burps today. So last week, Travis, uh-huh. I took the win. Yep. Taking Chris Busher finished seventh. Barely got me a win, so kept hope alive for me. Kept it alive. Kept yep. It alive. The, the streak came to an end last week. I'm down by a four. A win gets you five. I need a win soon to get back in this thing. Mm-hmm. Make it competitive. Last time we were in Vegas, I finished third. Got the win. Picked Alex Bowman to do it. Yep. He's on the table. Do I pick him again? I no. say, are you going to pick him again? I am not going to pick him again. Instead, I'm going to pick the guy who actually won that race, the guy who's still in the playoffs. I'm picking William Byron. William Byron. Okay. Is my my pick. Pretty solid. Solid choice. I had to go with the home run hitter. Mm hmm. Uh, I mean, that was not where I was going to go. So that makes my options pretty wide open here. I am down to a couple people. I also thought about Alex Bowman as well. He hasn't looked the same since he came back from his injury. Yeah. He hasn't hasn't really been up there competing. There's two guys up at the big uh, that's have the closer to the favorites. Uh, William Byron is the second leading favorite mm. to win. Mm. Kyle Larson is the betting favorite. Mm. I mean, I'd go Byron myself. Uh, Not just because I picked him. All right, I'm going to roll the dice here. We're in Vegas. Uh, I'm going to go Ross Chastain. Chastain. Out of the playoffs, eliminated from the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Which means maybe aggressive Chastain returns. Yeah. Maybe he's going to be a bulldozer again and just knock everybody out of the way. Maybe. He's got nothing to lose now. Why not? Why not? Go ahead and do it. Nothing else to lose. Gamble. Yeah. Except for you damage your card too doing it. So go ahead and do it, Ross. South Point 400. Yes. Now, if it wasn't for Martinsville being the end, like, it's kind of funny. Like, this last round of the playoffs before the Final Four race, Travis, it's like mm-hmm. Vegas. You're thinking party. You're thinking anything can happen. And then the next week, we're in Miami. You're partying on South Beach. It's like, and then you go to Martinsville. You gotta, uh-huh. you gotta find something else to go there. That's a, that's a party atmosphere. I don't know what city that would be. California would be the perfect spot, but yeah. that track is officially beginning to be torn up. So, 
can't do that then nope it, it is not going to be a, a racetrack anymore so we are not going to fontana ever again ever again it's really sad because it has some really good races yep but anyways that's our pick em. that's our pick em. all right so william byron versus ross chastain yep make sure to make that of that yeah, jot, jot that down because i always seem to forget keep track all right. Very, very well. Alrighty. All righty. All right. So we are going to get out of here and we're going to try to find our umbrellas yep. for tonight yep. and this weekend. So yep. we're going to get on out of here. We'll be back to recap everything on a Monday. Thanks for listening. And thanks for downloading and have a, a great rest of your weekend. Peace out. <laughs>